if you think you're not afraid of the dark. If you think you have a strong stomach. If you feel nothing can shock you. If you believe you've seen everything. If you say you don't scare easily, what are they? Oh, yeah. What up, y'all? Mike Rips, the Ranchler, transmitting from the loft in Brooklyn. We're back here once again on a Thursday afternoon, not evening. And this is another bonus episode. If you haven't peeped the uh, previous one, check it out with my man Thorough, Thorough Beats and Crazy Rhymes. I said that backwards. Crazy Beats, Thorough Rhymes and Crazy Beats. There you go. There it is. I'm here with my man Gorman, a.k.a. Pat. Patrick, my camera guy. What's up? Yeah, it's 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 not an easy task to follow thorough, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We're in here on a hot ass, fucking humid ass Brooklyn summer day, and like I don't know, it's it's so funny because as I mentioned a couple weeks back, I was in Texas and. In Dallas, especially. I know Houston's very humid, but I was in Dallas. And it's like, it was 105 every single day there. And this is so much fucking hotter out. It's probably 78 out right now. The humidity will will put you down for the count. You got the bat wings clinging to your legs, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to get those underwears 50 Cent used to endorse. What? He had, he had a brand where it was supposed to prevent that from Dude, happening. I can't tell you I'm surprised. That dude's got his fingers and everything. Yeah. Uh, step up a little closer to the mic, bro. Which is my phone. <laughs> there you go. I actually, I like you a little closer, even in this high. I feel like we're in a uh, steam room right now. Yeah, sauna. <laughs> and we, we might as well just get naked yeah. and get in towels. And yeah, then... It's not like we haven't seen everything anyways. True, true. So, my man, Pat Gorman, helps me with a lot of shit going on right now. And more to come in the future that y'all will be seeing. So, one thing we really share in common, and I don't know where it started between... Him, me, and my brother. I met him. Him and my brother are best friends. And then he moved to Brooklyn. How long have you lived in the city? Uh, I've been out here for about six years now. All over Queens, Brooklyn. Yeah, I was going to say, you were in Kew Gardens. Now you're in Bushwick. Yep. And anything in between there? Uh, I was in... I started in Astoria. That's right. Um, yeah, went up to Ridgewood, Queens for a minute. That, that was uh, right above Bushwick. That was my last Oh, place. yeah, that, that place was dope. Yeah, that was a cool place. Yeah. So, yeah, just like Queens, Brooklyn, keeping it cheap, keeping it easy. Exactly. That's what everyone's looking for out here. But it's, it's about to easy. get, yeah, well, like just like the bitches everyone's trying to find out here. Not me, I'm a married man. Um, anyway, but thing we share in common between him and me and our brother is the love of music and movies. But I want to start with the movies, really, because 
You and Mark are more into this crazier shit than me. They're all indie flicks, right? But you guys like that vulgar, not necessarily vulgar, but it's really pushing the envelope shit. Like Lars von Trier. I always put Alejandro Jodorowsky in there, David Lynch. They're kind of tame. Just the guy, Gaspar Noe. Gaspar Noe, yeah. And, like, Lars von Trier. Who's the other big one? Oh, Nicholas Winding Refn is yeah. in that crew. Yeah, he's a little bit more subtle. Yeah. His is a slow burn for sure, but yeah, he gets... The last one he did was pretty... Now, what pretty attracts you to that material? Because I fuck with it. More or less, those kind of movies you guys tell me. And I love watching them as, like, films, right? Because if, to be honest with you, when it comes to film, all these adaptations, especially the comic shit, I watch all of them and they're cool and I enjoy them. But I do like mediums when they stay in their parameters. Same thing right. with books, right? I like just the book. You know what I'm saying? I don't watch the movie, might be okay. I like the comic book. Like, V for Vendetta is a great example of this. Or most of Alan Moore's shit, Watchmen and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But also, when it comes to film, I my favorite films are all original scripts. It's just the movie. Right, that's yeah. I mean, and it, all those that, shits. That's are like easy that. to to have that relationship with a movie that's based off an original script because you have nothing else to compare it to. Exactly. Right? Um, but yeah, I mean, we. I think the reason why we love a lot of these movies that are a little bit extreme is because that they're uh, they're aware of what they are. They understand that they're yeah one avenue or one lane. It's not going to like cross over too much. And it, it, it allows itself to have kind of fun in its own realm, in its own world, right? So if you watch something like Neon Demon, it's a very strange movie, but it's also a very unforgiving movie. There is a message in there that is not easily put out necessarily, but you have to pay attention to it. And it uses this very surreal aspect of, of these characters literally eating each other alive yeah, I, <laughs> to get ahead in the business. Spoiler alert. But yeah, I agree with you. And it's funny to me when you mention that. It's it's these movies. Now, of course, the thing that makes people watch them usually is because they're so extreme and they push the envelope as far as you can do it at the given moment of the culture and zeitgeist, right? But a lot of times, not always, because a lot of them don't even have dialogue. There's limited dialogue, Neon Demon being one of them. Right. Like also Drive, which is on the tip of that. It's the most commercial like, reffing movie. Right. But what I want to say is that... There are, like, when they do write well, like, for example, something like Alejandro Jodorowsky, Endless Poetry, there's good dialogue and good actual writing in that. And then even more so, something like Gaspar Noe's Irreversible. The writing, the actual just writing, the script, is really fucking good in that, despite the ten-minute-long rape scene and the scene where he's chasing Latenia in the gay club, and it's insane. Well, I think a lot of that probably, I mean, I can't speak for them, but it's like, Anybody who writes something and then films it, they put so much care and effort into writing that script first and foremost, and they condition themselves to write a thousand scripts, mm -hmm. and then each one is being pushed to get better and better. So these guys, that's like where all the blood is like really soaked into at first. I feel like, and the and other that's, thing that's their baby, and then just like the birth of that baby is like the movie being made. The other thing that might play into it is like you were saying that they know that it's not going to be commercial. For sure. So, they're like, if anyone... This is not going to get pushed, and it's probably going to get shunned, and it's right. going to be like but, heresy but and that's taboo. What, but that's why like every person that you named, all those directors, are all auteurs. They all have their own look to every single one of their movies. You can say, this is a Winding Refn movie, this is a Joe Dawarski movie, things like that. You know? I agree, and it's funny you mention that, because it's like, they all... 
they're all in the same crew. It's like the intellectual dark web, which I've been talking about a lot lately. Right. But they're all in the same crew, but all their shit is very distinguishable. For and sure. you could be like, oh, that's a Noe movie. That's a Refn movie. Right. That's a Yodorowsky movie. Yodorowsky's 92 years old, I think, dude. Yeah, he's fucking up there. But he's but he, smart as a fucking whip. I know, which is crazy. Maybe all that weird, you know, shamanistic. Dude, it works for some people, man. It's it like, worked for him. You know? You but, probably just believed in it so much that it, uh, it actually did work. But also, like, with the indie... F- that's just one realm of the indie flicks. That, they, those dudes... Those things have to be indie because they're so fucking crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, like, as far as indie flicks in general, what are some of the ones that are... Let's just play the game of, like, you know, because they'll call, like, fucking David O. Russell's movies indie flicks. But, like, let's say... Any, whatever they consider that What do you think are some of the best From the 90s When it really started The early 90s I mean even the 70s You could say But the term Was coined in like The 90s It became big Right um, Kevin Smith Was like One of the easiest guys To get into When the 90s started like Especially when you're younger Right Cause I mean When that came out I was like what Like seven years old or something like that so I didn't watch it till way later so when True. I'm in my early teens or like you know uh, like 12 years old or something like that seeing something like Clerks for the first time it's just like I, I'm i not used to watching movies like this I'm used to Dude, watching like was... much easy, easier uh, and it's all dialogue movies. right but you watch it and it's just, it goes by like a fucking breeze it's but like also, a sitcom that's like I have a question for you about that were you into stand up comedy at all before you watched that movie at 12, 13, whatever no really I that I was. see I was so it was like it, I was never super into stand up I liked all the big stand up well like, that's what I mean like George but, Carlin Eddie Murphy yeah but Richard I probably Pryor. I probably didn't hear all their classic stuff until after that I didn't really to, I was never really a big stand up uh, fan, I just didn't gravitate towards. towards and what about Howard Stern? Or like, my dad was a big. Yeah, Howard see, Stern that fan. might be it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I was gonna well, say because right, so like, that's just that's why you could attract to Kevin Smith because you're into right. dialogue and talking well, and shit. My dad is the one that got me into like really watching movies. Mm. Like, so he, in my mind, of course, I talk about Nicky all the time. My my dad, I'd be like in bed at like eight years old or something like that, and my dad will be like, Patrick, if you're awake, come here into my room. And I'd be like, what's up? And he'd have a movie on and be like, watch this part. And it'd be the end of Scarface or something like that. Or like hmm, a scene that's in a Jaws. Or it'd yeah, be like, it's so funny you say Or it'd be like that, that movie, The Conversation. Or, you know, it'd be like all these like standout scenes in his mind that yeah. he really liked. He made me watch that. And that grew my appreciation for filmmaking and like scenes mm. and the story. It wasn't just like... Sometimes it was an action scene, but it was an over-the-top action scene. Mm. Sometimes it was just like, this guy has gone crazy and he's ripping up his room. Well, like, bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia or Dude, something yeah. like that. He had know? that on DVD. Which, that's, yeah. there, there's no action in that movie. There's, like, none. It's but it's so tense. It's, there's so much tension in the yeah. film. Now, so what is your favorite genre of film generally? Like, not, not necessarily indie flick, but anything. What is your favorite genre? Uh, I like uh, I like dramas a lot. I think that those are always interesting to look at relationships that. I think that they're reflections of relationships that we have on our daily basis, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of our lives revolve around a romantic aspect. So I do like, you know, dramas that have uh, a romantic story to them. Rom coms. Yeah, I, I like rom coms. If they're too, well done, sure. they're one of the best. Again, they see, I'm be. such and a that, junkie. But I'm that's a dialogue. All, that's, that's a total, I'm a dialogue like, junkie, right bro. There. So like those things. That's because an up and coming writer that's so easy to write about something he knows, and they've all gone through some sort of like 
heartache at least or like a questioning of themselves yeah and so that's what they know in real life so that's what a lot of them are based off of and the first thing you do is what you know and that's it bro it's be- easy to shoot too so Bro, before we made Highwayman, that was my original project I was going to make, and it was based on, guess who? Uh, Miranda? No, it wasn't any, I was going to say bitch, it wasn't any girl. No, guess what dude it was based on? <laughs> guess. That uh, that we, Eddie Burns. No, what, what person we know, we know personally it was based on? Lawrence. Wow, close. I meant I was gonna say Mark. I gave you three tries, but uh, Lawrence, that's even you should better. Delete all those tries. Yeah, I know. Lawrence I know. and Mark. Yeah, Lawrence was more of a. Uh, I see it, and I immediately fall in love with it. Where Mark was just like, I get obsessed with it. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be so mad. He's definitely listening to this one. We know that. Shout out to Twang One. Um, but so you said, yeah, just drama in general. You basically just like if the story moves. You could watch an action. You could watch a horror. You could watch a drama. You could watch a comedy. But the story and the moving parts, to me, that's all that matters. I watch anything. I watch mad, like, fucking rom-coms and shit. And a lot of them are garbage. But every now and then, there'll be a diamond in the rough. Yeah, I mean, I think it just... For me, there has to be, like, either one thing that totally is is taking control of the movie and it does it really well or if the whole thing is just like all well done like when you watch a movie and you can like notice the angles the lighting the dialogue like what they're wearing like costume if you can notice like all these things are on like a high level it's just like that's the best kind of thing no matter what it is because that could be like a war movie or it could be you know a movie just about a relationship people meeting falling in love some bullshit happens and you know. and I agree with you on that and this is something you know a lot more than me because right like this is why I wanted to work with you you know a lot about fucking shots and all filming and stuff and I, I appreciate it but it's so funny I'm looking at the fucking voice waves I'm so much louder than you well yeah you scream with I, I gotta talk like this if I want like, to uh, equal I'm it out I'm stone sober at 5am in the morning going to work and I'm like hey hey how you doing good morning uh, anyway the point is you definitely appreciate that shit no more like I don't even think about costume I don't I mean subconsciously I probably acknowledge it and enjoy it but like I don't even think about it but one thing I want to mention now besides the movies and shit like that is Things, good writing especially, has moved into more the TV. I don't know, TV doesn't even sound yeah, right. Sure. Like this, series. Because yeah, they're yeah. streaming and it's TV and everything like that. When you mention, when you say TV though, I, that's that's the term that has been in place for Yeah, years, exactly. Like television series, whatever. Right. Like but the it, classic it's, it's just, yeah, a serialized fucking uh, show. And that's for sure, is. yeah, that's why they're so good. Because it's kind of bringing back that 1920s Weird Tales or uh, Black Mask, which I have right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, those serialized joints. Like, because it's like, oh, it's a really good story and then it ends on a cliffhanger every week. You right, know? yeah. These things have totally taken over. There's no sitcoms to be spoken of, almost. But the ones that are out there... Well, like, Kevin Knows good. What or what? I haven't watched that one, but like the Tim Allen one, I've watched that. But that's done. It got no, ca- it got oh, picked up by Fox. Re- wow, of it, course, it got picked up yeah, by Fox. Yeah, 
Holy shit. But yeah, it was on ABC. ABC canceled it, even though it had, like, pretty good ratings. I know. that was, No, it was number two or something. And people were upset because they are like... Because he's a conservative. Or he was like, right. I'm an anarchist, but I guess he voted for Trump or something. Right. It's like, everyone needs to get their goddamn fucking panties out of their asshole. Who gives a fuck what anyone did? As long as, long as you're not hurting anybody or fucking and people would be like oh well if you vote for Trump you're hurting people I mean really I'm, I'm talking about if you are not individually hurting somebody I would never vote for a Republican let alone Trump but I'm just saying fucking who cares who gives a fuck what anyone does unless you're like murdering raping hurting animals any of that kind of polluting for no reason which is that's a big deal anyway I just went off on a goddamn that's why it's called the Ranchless. well I think that the show was good with with showing both sides of the spectrum at times and, and why do having, you say that having that duality because if you watch the show it like it brought up topics that are hot topics today and it discussed them from a perspective that most people don't see every day because so many TV shows are very liberal feeling and there's nothing wrong with that but this is just a little something that challenges that a little bit. Okay, so I have a question about that though. Was like, was it some shit where it was just all straight up his kind of perspective, or did he have like kids that were yeah, lefties? He, everybody or around him basically challenged. Him. Okay, yeah, that's see, I like that. And he would talk shit to them. Yeah. But at the end, there would be a compromise, which I think is the best part of it. I've lived this for twenty fucking years, right, or exactly. no, twenty five. Dude, yes, you would, you would, you. Would I'm gonna watch it, bro. It's on what Hulu it's or. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's probably on Hulu. Yeah, I'm not... I have to watch that, motherfucker. But uh, we're going to get into more. Let me just take a quick break, and we'll be right back, y'all. Now, something else you and I debate a little bit sometimes when it comes to movies are the uh, comic book movies. The Marvel movies, of course, is on everyone's mind. It's always a talking point uh, subject everyone brings up. But what is your take on how big comic movies are, where they originally came from? They used to be big, if you think about, like, Superman and the Hulk series, whatever. But, I mean, now, that's what runs... That's what makes Hollywood money. That's it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they did a really, really, really good job at slowly building up characters that they knew could carry a lot of weight. And I think they did a really good job at... uh, creating the uh the universe and being able to tie multiple movies in okay i think that's all like amazing and very astounding that they did that but the movies as standalone movies have become such dog shit that they're not worth watching any of these fucking blockbusters i don't watch any of them anymore what's the last one you watched i don't know interesting I won't say they're dog shit. They're definitely pop, uh, bubble gum. I mean, I like popcorn movies. I know you. Like some of it is if you do watch deeper shit, like all these other directors we were talking about. And I everything. mean, I th- I like I like the the brain dead fucking action movie as much as the next person, but these movies have just become so similar, so formulaic. Yeah. I don't care about any of these characters anymore. I don't care about... Like, they don't seem special to me. They all seem... Well, each movie is, like, the same origin story again yeah, and again. Yeah, you know, and some are, like, kind of fun. And some, you know... You should watch Black Panther, because that one was, a, a, like, a more original. That one was a little more, like... It, not necessarily, I don't mean original as far, but it was the origin story again, and they did it a little different than usual. Dude, I'll... Dude, I don't know. 
Some I like the Batman ones. The, of course. The Christopher Nolan ones I thought were so. What? Amazing. Let me ask you a question. Let me hit pause on. That. I like the Blade series a lot. Oh, those are amazing. Like all three so, of them. That was that just happened to be a comic movie. I think you know what? From what I've read and know about that, Wesley Snipes was pushing dumb hard to make that. Yeah, I heard that he really wanted to do that. Exactly, and also he he's a martial artist by trade. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. Um, now, now that you brought up the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, the three, I want to ask you, because everyone talks about this, and the reason I bring it up, what do you think the best comic book movie of all time is? I don't know about the best of all time. I would probably say one of those Batman movies. I mean, I pr- the Dark second... Knight, everyone recognizes right. as the best. Right, and that is probably the most well-rounded comic book movie maybe of all time where it's I like, think it is because it it's... feels like such a serious drama with this like this really intense thriller and like a lot to lose and like all this shit is on the line but it's still like pretty fantastical but also pretty realistic like that's it's so well rounded but like really likes the first Sin City's really good I even thought the second one was pretty fun to watch I know you like that I need to watch it all the way through I've never the watched it one? yeah I've never I've watched a lot of it it's not as good but I've never paid attention enough and one. took it in but it's cool because Brolin's in it so I'll yeah. fuck with it yeah I mean the, it's another really good cast I mean there's some weird shit like I think Lady Gaga's in it or some well shit she like was that. in his preview she was in Machete Kills so it's like, let's throw her in there. How many Machete movies were there? There's only been two. Machete, Machete Kills. And they were going to do a space opera. They were going to do an insane sci-fi crazy movie called, like, Machete in Space. Dude, you know what his next movie is? That he's... I think he's directing it. Yeah, James Cameron is producing it. Robert Rodriguez? Robert Rodriguez is directing it. It's okay. called Alita. Oh, Battle no, Angel. yeah, it's Battle Angel. It's, Battle yeah, Angel. I saw it. It's the Battle Angel anime. Yeah. I'm going to watch it just because of, of what you said. I remember being a kid. I had that G- the VHS. House. You had that on VHS. It was short. It was only like... It's, one, yeah, it's like not an hour. No, it's not an hour and a half. It's like an hour like and an hour. ten minutes or something. I think it's like maybe... It might be less, yeah. But, uh, but, dude, it's crazy. The one robot in the beginning, she fights. The, yeah. the crazy... That, that's a cool fight. And it's got a lot of tension. It's well done. Yeah, it's a cool story. Um, so and the trailer looks kind of shitty at times. Yeah, Mark it, was not a fan. And then it looks like pretty cool at other times, and it's just like, are they going to be able to pull this off? Like, how is this going to run? I don't know. Right, I don't know. But I mean, it's Robert Rodriguez. It's worth. I'll, d- I'll give any. Sure. I've watched the fucking Spy Kid and Shark Boy movies and all that shit just because he did it. You know. But, See, I I haven't watched any of those, but like if. A little kid, like if one of my nieces or nephews is watching it, is watching it, or if they want to watch a movie, I'll be like, "Hey, how about this? Put it on, yeah, and and be like cool watching it with them, you know?" Yeah, well, I think for me it was like, "Oh, it's Sunday afternoon, doing nothing," and then I'm flipping through the channels, and then that came on HBO, and I and I just happened to start watching it, and I was like, "Oh, fine, I'm gonna watch the rest of this." Have you watched the new show on HBO? The one with uh, with the family. Yeah, I uh, know, but it looks interesting. I, the dad from Twenty Fifth Hour is like their dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Colt Kieran Culkin, I think it is. Oh shit! Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, and he's. I didn't like, even realize that was him until he just said that. He's not in a lot of shit, but when you see him, he's pretty fun to watch. A lot of people like him. He's more critically acclaimed than his brother at this point, obviously. But his brother has done some shit. His brother Home Alone. That. No, no I'm but fucking he, with you. But he did uh, the Good Son. He did the good son, yeah. That's a crazy movie. Yeah, uh, my girl. 
But he also did later on. Fucking forgot about him. I can't fuck with my girl. Dude, my girl is one of the saddest movies. I, yeah, I, I will be crying. Kid. Haven't watched it since. Dude. I'm gonna tell oh, when I tell Brenda about that one, she's gonna be like, I'm gonna make my girl. She's like, oh, do you wanna cry tonight? Okay, let's yeah. put it on. Um, um, so, the, besides the comic, the, the, uh, yeah. right now in the room, we got on fucking uh, Double Team, starring. Look at Joe, look at him, the fucking. Yeah, no, he's got the fucking. He's got the wig on, the curly, uh, the fucking Lenny Kravitz dude, wig. Who the fuck is not recognizing this dude? He's got giant hoof gauges, both of the mirrors. I, I mean, you might as well have Kim Jong Un. He puts on a fucking gimp. suit like that's a fucking uh, cover. They're in, they're, are they in North Korea? These I'm dudes kidding. can't recognize Dennis Rodman. Once he throws that fucking suit on, this is we're MST three King double team. Dude, but what's it called? Fuck. It stars Dennis Rodman. It stars Van Damme, and the villain is Mickey Rourke. Oh, that's the villain. In yeah, this? it's so insane. But yo, so besides all the comic movie shit, fucking who's your favorite comic character? Comic character? Jesus Christ, I don't know. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite character really but Ed Brubaker is like I don't read comics as much as I used to I read them here and there um but anything Ed Brubaker does I try to read all of his shit and he has a lot of like similar characters that are all like hard boiled like uh like people that have been hurt in their past in one way or the other like you know damaged people and all that word um yeah just really like honest shitty people uh, who try to? So, Brew Baker's your favorite writer. He's my favorite writer. So I don't have any. When I was he's young, he's good. I've read his shit and I enjoyed it. His Batman was great. When I, when I was young, I read a lot of Batman. He was my favorite when I was young. But it's just like, I don't know. Batman is whoever you want him to be. If you want like a hard boiled Batman, you can find that. If you want like a light hearted Batman, you can find that. Mm. And that kind of once I got older, I realized that kind of takes away from who that character is because he's like. He could be anybody you want him to be. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, if you want to look for some hard-boiled fucking hard-body Batman story, Frank him. Miller. Right, exactly. The Dark Knight. And that shit was that's really the best, fucking dope. That's right, the exactly. best thing ever. That's shout out to Filthy Rich. That's me and Richie FX. That's our right. favorite shit. Right. He's got the fucking stubble. It looks shit crazy. Shit like the that, art like... and the writing. Frank Miller hands down and it's like it's kind of like the US economy compared to every other country where Frank Miller is fucking as a writer and artist someone who can draw and write how far ahead he is of anyone that's even close to him that can draw and write like Eric Powell's good the guy who does Goon fucking Todd McFarlane is yeah unbelievable at, write, at drawing writing I love Spawn and I love the characters, but the actual writing, I have to. If I, if I don't criticize the writing a little bit, I'm not being objective. But, regardless, he's better than most someone who can write and draw. It's almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, he's his, all his work is really great. He's He would be an auteur of comic books because you can read his shit and you can hear his voice in it. Yeah. And you can also see his art and be like. That's Frank Miller. But I'll say off the rip, Alan Moore, in my opinion, is the best comic book writer. And I know that's cliche and generic to say, but the, the work counts so much. He's like Tarantino. See, of, sometimes of there's comics. Sometimes there's just. Facts, and I don't mean like, that like in a like oh he's a compliment to Tarantino. Like he's just brought up every time. 
Sometimes in the world, there's just facts, right? Yeah. Like, the greatest movie for Eon has been Citizen Kane. Yes. Right? The greatest uh, uh, comic writer, comic Alan book writer, Moore. Alan Moore. The greatest baseball player, Babe Ruth. Right? Yeah. These are all facts. You know what's so right? fucked up? My brain instantly went to Derek Jeter. Really? <laughs> and he's not even good. <laughs> greatest basketball player, Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Good one, bro. Yeah, thank you. Yo, know, wait, so, fucking, um, before we wrap it up, I gotta ask you a little bit about music, because that's another thing you, me, and my brother are always connected on and bugged out about, so, like, how did you originally get into, like, rock, and then it led to rap, or both? I know both of your sisters, one was more into rock, one's more into rap, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, my whole family listens to music. Oh, your dad, too. Uh, my he likes dad, Howard, that means he probably yeah. fucks with all that shit. Yeah, my dad has always listened to a lot, and he likes... He likes all the cult shit too. He likes deep, he listens to like deep cuts on his XM radio. That's what I'm It's best. just like crazy fucking I love songs. That and he's like both of us where it's like you find something that you like and you just do Obsess as much research it. on yeah. it. And yeah, so he does that. Like he emails me about this uh guitarist Leo Kaki, who's this like pretty underground but like pretty prolific guitarist who has like dozens of albums. And, like, nobody knows about this guy, but he's been around forever. And he just will send me videos, and he's like, I've never seen him play this song live, because my dad's seen him live a bunch of times. And, wow. like, always looks for, like, online live videos on Yeah. Him. And it's just, like, he's that kind of guy. He finds, like, crazy, obscure shit, and he likes that. Mark and I do that a little bit with, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, for example, because they right. used to never play anything from One Hot Minute, the album where... With Dave, Dave Navarro, Navarro yeah. yeah. Like, they used to... They didn't play anything for that literally for 20 years. Right. And then recently, like, a video service where at an encore, they played a record from that. It's same shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a lot of Sex Pistols shit, too. Like, I'll find them covering a weird, random song. Like, and then you'll dig endless. into that song. And oh, yeah, and then I'm like, like, oh, who made this? Why they like it? Yeah, why exactly. Like, oh, and, then like, and then I'm like... And then you go, and then you find out the Sex Pistols, Generation X, The Clash, everyone in England at the time, in London, was fucking with this band. Right. Whether it's the blues shit or the Stooges. Right. You know what I'm saying? The Stooges, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's or great. Richard Hell and the Voidoids, See, whatever. Every year that you spend on this life, there's just more music being accumulated, right? So yeah. it's like, we're fortunate enough to have all these bands to spend on Yeah, we have like a fit 40... Iggy Pops are making records for... It's going to be 40 years. Right, and there's artists that you still haven't heard of that were out in like the 70s yeah, exactly. and that you're going to find yeah, like exactly, next year. Yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. Because it's just like the way the internet works and so on and so it's forth. It's just so easy. But, all right, that, let me ask you a question now. Oh, boy. What is the most impressive or your most uh, prized DVD or VHS Holy on shit. this rack? God of, damn it. Of a few... All right. A few hundred... Movies or whatever that you've picked up off the street. It's weird because I could bring up something like. How many of these did you just find on the street for free? And you're like, I'll just. No, I paid a dollar for a lot of them. Okay. But some of them are from back then. But it's weird you mentioned that. It's like, what do I do? Do I bring up shit that's there? Like, I recorded Puppet Master 2 off fucking sci-fi channel when I was 10 or 11 like does that count like if that's what you're a recorded that's tape the one that. thing that you but also to I have about. like DVDs of The Shining Clockwork Orange and one other stupid comedy I can that were you. when DVDs first came out I got these shits in like 2000 or something I can tell you what and I still have them what it is like the hardest shit 
That you see? Yeah, that I can see. All right, tell me. Guess what you think it is. I can do it. There's so much bullshit in front of me. I don't know. But what do you think I'm going to say? All right. Uh, Kingpin VHS. Wow. Is I, that it? No. Fuck. But that's a really fucking good one. Cause that's obscure. Imagine if that was it. Cause VHS be like, was almost done. If that was it, I'd just be like, "You're so fucking money, man. You didn't even yeah. know it." <laughs> oh, swingers! You guys, are you talking about swingers VHS somewhere? No. Okay, sorry. That was a good moment too. Uh, what what is the shit? You got one more guess. Fargo VHS? You're just picking random shit. No, I'm not. Nah, it's the Whoopi Goldberg Eddie movie. Oh, Eddie movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not... Dude, the other day, you know, she freaked out and it went viral with Janine Pirro. I can't stand Judge Janine. I do have a spot in my heart for Whoopi, to be honest with you, because of Eddie. And John Sally is like the co-star in that shit. Fucking, um, and Frank Langella is the dude who owns the Knicks. I think, and yeah. You've think, seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think dude. that's what they should do with the Knicks. Just right get, now, like, yes. Just get, yes. like, the hardest fan and just, yeah. be, like, run the fucking team. Well, it's gotta be a dude that at least coaches, like, high school. No, 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 fuck that. You're like, fuck it, just, just some bum. Just get fucking, uh, you know, I mean, just get I got a homeless guy down the street, he's wearing a Knicks jersey right now. Just it's get, a fucking Ewing, or Yeah, it's yeah, fucking, dude, let him do it. So yeah, wearing a Ewing jersey. But... Well, I don't know. What do you think also as far... Speaking of this, this is a good transition with sports right now. Because this is one thing. Recently, it's funny. Remember last time you came over and I was like watching First Take and shit? I stopped watching it like a yeah, few dude, days ago. I'm yep. done. I can't, I can't do it anymore. I You'll just have can't. the urge. Just don't go through the bullshit. Of no, I'm not. Channel. I'm going to like cancel all... You did a while ago. But anyway, what do you think... First of all... I know your three favorite sports teams, or four, or whatever, but what do you see as the future of sports in the United States? The NFL is about to have a bigger problem this year than they did last year. Yeah, uh, probably basketball. It's, like, pretty easy to play. Well, not easy to play, but it's, like, you can have... Well, to play professionally, you have to be over 6'5". You can have natural talent by just, yeah, like, being, like, a tall dude and, like, a big dude because you can just be, like, a big guy in the middle that can, you know, use his body. True. Or you can be the smallest guy and just learn how to shoot the ball with nobody around you, just like as far as you can, just like build up that tolerance. And it's like it's it's. I don't mean that it's an easy sport, but it it takes less wear and tear in your body, especially in today's basketball, where okay. you can have longevity. Um, these guys are making a shit ton of money. These guys are signing sneakers. So, yeah, it just like, got crazy. Terry Roger just. I know. Like, what? Yeah. But hey, good for him. Yeah, no, it's dope. I mean, I'll tell you though, like the last couple of years, I've been getting more into to hockey. Hockey's like a really fun sport. Yeah, and you're a Rangers fan. What do you see as like, like okay, because NFL's going to go not go away, but it's gonna like what happened with baseball. Which real sidebar, real quick. What do you think about MLB this year? Because I'm an MLB fan. I watch. Oh, like right now, I'm watching that the Cubs and the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think that there's. There's a lot of things that I don't like, but in baseball, recently these young guys have been coming up. That's what's and, changed and in the last like two or three years. Quickly. Right, that's been a big deal. The farm systems are what's winning now. Right, and that just means that there's better players at a younger age, which means that the entire process has been kind of expedited, yeah. where these kids are ready to go and win an MVP 
at 20 years old. I know, which is 22 awesome. 22 years old. It's great. It's great for the game. But I mean, okay. Young kids relate to that a little bit more. My right? second question, though, what this season, where do you see your team at? They're the second or third best team in baseball. Yeah, the Yankees? Where yeah. do I see them? I don't know. They, they but you don't want them to play the fucking the playoff. Yeah, but that's fine. I'm not they really, could probably win I it. think that they can win a playoff game just because... They're good. They have a good starting pitcher. They have... Another, they have another couple big game pitchers as well with Tanaka and Sabathia, and their bullpen is so fucking deep that one guy throws one bad pitch, you could just throw another basic like a basically yeah, like a crazy closer. They feel, just got Zach Britton, bro. Do you remember like even five to ten years ago how much like starting pitching was the MLB? Yeah. Now it's the bullpen. Well, now, now it's totally the bullpen. Now you can. It's the same thing. There's so many great arms that can throw 100 miles per hour. Exactly. You can like, how did that even up. happen? Like, learning how to take care of your arms. All right. So think about logic. And lifting okay. weights. So it's just oh, like the, when you when you realize that there's a safe. Think way about in the 70s, dudes weren't shit. throwing that. That was an anomaly. No, the fastest, the first time that they like clocked a really fast pitch, I think it was like 68 miles per hour, and it like raced against a motorcycle. I can't remember who did it. It was in like. The 30s or something like okay, that. Okay, so even in the 70s, like, 90 would be, like, one random... If you look it up, it's why some... What, who was the huge pitcher in the 70s? In you the, would know more than me. In the 70s, it would be, like, someone like Ron Guidry or Tom Seaver or someone like I was like going to say Seaver. That's what I was going to say. Carlton. Uh, but what's it called? Were they... they were, their shit was, like, in the they, 80s, no, probably. No, they were, they were hitting 90s, for sure. But that was still not, like, where everyone's doing... Everyone's doing it. Right, right. Because it's also there's a bigger career, like I right, so. If pitchers aren't playing complete games anymore, mm. that means that you have to have more relievers, right? Yes, like so, that's the point. So, that's why I said right. the bullpen is so, everything. But there's, I'm just saying that there's also more guys, so it's like, yeah. hey, you can have a career because there's more job openings for mm. you if you could just throw one inning. You understand? That's what I'm interesting. Saying? Yeah, that's so, really interesting. Yeah, so it opens up more jobs for pitchers. Yeah. So a lot of dudes are gonna start just pitching. So it's like, hey, if a I, lot of if tall, I, big guys instead of doing basketball or football, they might just become a pitcher. I don't think so because if you fuck up your arm, I mean, you could be done like that, and it's so. And then you're just done. Think about sports. how deep the the farm teams are like there's a ball there's low a ball high a ball double a triple a there's all these other like summer leagues and independent leagues then there's mlb all right and then some guys come up and play for a day and then never come back up again like it's not guaranteed that's if you scary can make it in the nba if you're tall enough you if you're like it's seven something you can just go and just right. block and if you're not a Kevin Durant you just gotta focus on one thing focus yeah. on shooting focus on rebounding focus yeah. on blocks focus on defense focus on whatever whatever right yo but we're gonna be out fucking and uh before I forget I wanted to mention this oh my man Patrick works at Winson on Graham Avenue in Montrose and Brooklyn, New York, I believe Williamsburg. That, East Williamsburg East is the, Williams, uh, whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, it used yeah. to be called Bushwick, whatever. Anyway, fuck it up. But he's the best bartender there. Sorry, Pete. Sorry, Jeff. I mean, I gotta show you love. But fucking, uh, you know, he's there. Check him out. Anything else you want to let him know? No, no, no. That's all. Just look out for all Mike's projects. Uh, they're always uh, a good time. Thank you. And check I, out Eddie, starring Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, please watch that. If you're a Knicks fan and you haven't seen that, I, I you're, you might not even really be into the Knicks that much. All right, peace, y'all. Love y'all.